Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. In this episode, my guest is Oak McCullough, and the big idea is why leaders need to be great mentors. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Oak McCullough is a nationally recognized keynote speaker and the author of Your Leadership Legacy, Becoming the Leader You Are Meant to Be. Both his leadership presentation and his book are based on his 40-plus years of leadership experience. We discuss why mentoring someone to become a leader is different than general mentoring, how to approach someone to be your mentor, the components of a great mentoring relationship, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Oak. I appreciate you making the time. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Mark. I really do appreciate it. And I'd love to jump right into one of my favorite topics, mentoring. And in our previous discussions and in your book, you, you mentioned how important it is for leaders to be great mentors also. How did you discover that? What's the story behind it? Well, you know, I was lucky in my life. I had some great mentors, even in high school. Uh, I always talk about, you know, the two mentors I had in high school who helped really develop me as a young man besides my my father, was uh, my basketball coach, Coach Nitzwicki. Um, and because he understood that it wasn't just about putting together a basketball team. It was about helping to develop young men so they could be better, better young men and a productive member of society beyond high school and beyond basketball. And then the other one was um, my history teacher, which is why I majored in history in college. Um, Mr. Schindler, who I still stay in contact with both of them. And then I had some great mentors throughout my time in the army who really kind of took me under their wing and helped me understand what it meant to be a leader and and showed me the right things to do and the right way to do it and always made themselves available for me to call them, to email them, whatever, uh, and ask them questions. But when it really struck home to me, I was running my ROTC program, the one I was in charge of uh, during my last duty assignment. And Master Sergeant David Powell, who worked for me, and I say he worked for me, he he was probably a better leader than I was. Um, We were sitting there talking one day about the importance of what we were doing, producing the next generation of leaders. And he said to me, he said, you know, great leadership handed down from generation to generation is what develops great nations. And I thought, what a powerful quote. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what mentors do is they pass down those things that you learn to the next generation so they don't have to learn it the hard way you did. Um, And I think that's just so important. When I go around and talk to people and somebody tells me they're a leader, I ask them, who are you mentoring? I mean, if they tell me nobody and I say, you're not a leader, you're a boss, because I think that is just so important as a leader. I think mentoring in general is one thing, but what we're talking about, I tell me if I'm on the right track. It's a little bit different if you're mentoring someone to become a leader as opposed to just general mentoring. Do you speak, am I on the right track? Do you speak more to that? Yeah, I, I do think that there is a difference. I mean, me, you can mentor lots of different people in lots of different things, but if you really want to mentor somebody to be a leader, then you got to, you got to like, we've talked before, you got to walk that walk and show them what a leader look, not only what they do and how they think and, and all those kinds of things, but also how they act, um, what's important uh, when, when you're a leader and, and just be there available when they have that tough leadership decision or they have 
some question about what it means to be a leader. So they can always call you, email you, text you, whatever, however you do it. Uh, so you can help them along that road of making decisions because that's what leaders do is they make decisions, at least good ones do. Uh, we've all worked for that leader that couldn't make <laughs> a decision and that's not fun at all. Um, but, but you know, mentors help you along that decision-making process when you come up against a hard decision. Um, and, and I've had bosses, I've had leaders who, in my career who were mentors to me who always made themselves available to answer any questions I had and to help me along that path. Well, when it comes to helping someone become a leader, and you mentioned it in your book, there's so many definitions of leadership. In context of mentoring and what you're trying to instill and help develop, what is leadership to you? Yeah, to me, it's about servant leadership. Uh, it isn't, you know, in, in my book, in my presentation, uh, I talk about it isn't about you and it's all about you. And I always get somebody who asks me, well, Colonel McCullough, how can it not, not be about me and be all about me? And I always tell them, look, it's not about you in that you get an, a title, that you get more privileges, you get better pay, you live in a nicer house, drive a nicer car. I said all those things usually happen for a leader, and that's okay, as long as that's not the reason you want to be the leader. Because if that's the case, go do something else. You're never going to be a good leader. It's all about you and how you treat the people that work for you, how you empower them to become better people and more productive people, not only in your organization, but outside in life and how you run your organization. And, you know, so I, I think that's what's important about being a leader is being a servant leader. Now there's, you know, you got to have that integrity. You got to have character. You got to set the example, all those kinds of things. But if you keep in the back of your mind that the whole reason you're a leader is to help make better people, then you're going to do all those other things. You're going to set the example. You're going to do those things that, that leaders need to do. What are some mentoring tips specifically for developing leaders that you would offer people? Yeah. So I think one is that, you know, you need to be when you can, you know, and, and this is the difference, you know, lots of times there is a difference between mentoring somebody that's in your organization that you see on a daily basis and somebody who maybe you used to work for, or maybe you never worked for, but you just made that connection and they, they don't even work anywhere near you. They might be all the way across the country or, or all the way across the world. So I think there's a difference there. Um, if, if you're mentoring somebody in your organization, then I think number one, you got to involve them in the decision-making process to show them what that looks like. Um, and then number two is you, you, you just got to build the trust with them. And the way, you know, there's lots of ways to build trust. Um, I always tell all these young men and women that we're getting ready to commission and anybody I talk to out there when I'm giving my presentation, there's a couple of really simple ways to build that trust between you and the person you, that you're mentoring. Number one, get to know that person. I mean, how, how can you help them make decisions if you don't know who they are and what their goals are and what their dreams are and their aspirations are? So you got to get to know that person. Now I got it. You got to keep the lead leader, leader led uh, relationship in there because that's important. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't get to know the person as a person, not just somebody who works for you, but as a person. And I always tell people the easy way to do that is just start asking questions. Go out and find one person each day, or if that's the person you're mentoring, 
each day try to find out something new about that person. What's their spouse's name? What's their kid's name? What kids do their sports play? Or what kids, uh, what, what sports do their kids play? Simple things like that um, will start building trust. So I think, you know, that's what it comes down to. Because again, it's about people. Leadership is about people. And the, the trust piece of it is, I think, what we're, we're lacking uh, in a lot of leader-led relationships today. What if the person's not in your organization? How do you decide how much time to spend with them and, and things like that? Yeah, so uh, I'm mentoring a young lieutenant that's stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. Uh, never met him in person. Th got connected with him through his father, who I know. And um, and his father kind of connected the two of us. And he he's read my book and had questions. And we started that way, just him asking me questions about things in the book and why I made decisions that I made and, and what's, you know, what's important for him as a young leader. And then generally the way I, I do it is I, I, I've told him, I said, if you got an issue, if you got a question, if you got a problem that you need some outside advice on, then all you got to do is send me a text and say, Hey, Hey, sir, I need to talk to you sometime this week. And I'll look at my calendar and, and I'll figure it out. I try to keep it to 30 minutes. Um, because after that, you know, it gets, it, they lose interest, you lose interest, whatever. It's tough to talk, uh, over more than 30 minutes to somebody over the phone. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it, if, if you needed to have a little bit more time, I, I think the last time we went 45 minutes, um, cause he was having an issue that he really wanted some, some advice on. And, and so I always make myself available. Now I got it. You can't mentor everybody. And you can't spend all day on one person because you, you do have a job um, most of the time, and uh, so you got you got to be careful how you do it. But I, I'm I'm a firm believer that a good leader will will be mentoring three or four people at a time. Um, that's always my goal is to have three or four people out there that that I always make myself available to. Always, if they call me, I, I make myself available. And what advice would you have if someone's listening? And they say, "I, I, they currently don't have a mentor. How do you approach somebody to be a, to be a, you know, in quotes, to be the mentor? How yeah, do you, that's what a, does that that's look a great like?" Great question. Uh, and I, and I get that question a lot. And I always say, I, I address it both ways. I say, if you're a leader and you aren't mentoring somebody, go out and find somebody today. Go find somebody who you think has promise in your organization, and become their mentor. If you're in an organization and you don't have a mentor, then then look at the leaders that you have the re most respect for and go up and ask them. Say, look, I really need a mentor. I don't have one right now. And I, th these are my goals and aspirations. And I need somebody to help walk me through this path, down this path to where I want to go and ask them if they want to be a mentor. I promise you, 99% of the time, they want to be your mentor. So so don't be afraid to go ask somebody that you have a lot of respect for to become your mentor. Is the approach saying, what if someone's an entrepreneur or a solopreneur and they're not in an organization? What would, what would you tell them to do? I mean, how do you, how would you, is it the same approach? Is it different because they're not in the same organization? No, I don't think it is different. If you, if you find somebody that you have a lot of respect for and who you, through talking to them and watching them, you have you think they have some value to add to you, then then 
Absolutely. I, I tell people all the time, the mentor doesn't, ha- you don't ever have to have worked for the person that's going to be your mentor. Um, and it doesn't even have to be in the same profession you're in. Because again, leadership is leadership. Doesn't matter where you practiced it. Doesn't matter where you learned it. Leadership is about people and and it's universal. Now, you know, the principles don't change. The, the way you implement them, how you uh, speak to people about what you need to get done may change. And it certainly did. I mean, it was certainly different for me in the Army than it was when I was running a food bank. I mean, you don't get any different than that. Mm-hmm. The principles, I used the same principles. I just had to figure out different ways to get those principles across. So I don't even think it has to be in the same profession. Um, it just has to be somebody you you value, you trust, and that uh, you have some respect for. When a mentoring relationship starts, what does that first or second meeting look like? Yeah, I think it, it has to be getting to know each other um, because that that's so important. If if you don't know where that you know, where that person wants to go, then how do you know how to help them along the, the route? Um, so I think the first meeting or two really does need to be building that trust and getting to know each other um that that's just so important well it sounds like it's again tell me if i'm on the right track that it's not just about giving professional advice it's also getting to know each other as a as people as a person not just here's what i think you should do i mean can you speak to that yeah absolutely i i do believe that that a mentor is not, not probably friend is the wrong answer uh or the wrong way to say it but it's certainly somebody that you know and that you trust and that, that you you uh, want to hear their advice. And and lots of times, look, it it we're, we're humans. We have a life outside of work. So sometimes, I mean, I've asked some of my mentors personal questions. You know, I'm, I'm this is what's happening in my life right now, not at work in my life. What advice mm. do you give me? And I, I give advice like that as well, uh, if somebody asks that, or if I see something, if I saw something that kind of set off that alarm in my in my mind, it says, this young man or this young lady is going down the wrong path. I have no problems um, helping to try to get them on the right path again in, in their life. When people engage in mentoring, I often look at it as advice, support, and connections to solve a problem or create an opportunity. What would you add to that list, or what what are other things that mentoring that should be involved in a mentoring relationship? Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you hit pretty much what I think mentoring is. Uh, I think you could probably throw in some coaching in there. And there is a difference between coaching and mentoring. I think mentors coach, but not all coaches mentor. Yeah, um, can you talk more about that? That's something that comes up a lot when people say, well, what's the difference, a coach and a mentor? What is the difference and how yeah. do you delineate between the two? So I think most coaches are trying to teach you a specific thing, a skill or an ability, whereas I think mentors cover the gamut not only are they maybe teaching you a specific thing but they're also trying to teach you a way to think a way to act a way to interact with people and i think you know the perfect mentor in my mind is somebody who walks the talk who who cares about people who wants to help develop them as a entire human not just Mm -hmm. as 
in and out of the office or the organization as a as a good human being. Uh, and I think that's the difference. I think most coaches really only want to help you with that, whatever their part of it is, whereas a, a good mentor will will span the whole gamut of being being human and and living a life in and out of the organization. Well, when it comes to getting to know somebody as a person, are there any personal boundaries or is it why is it just open? Well, I think the person that that you're talking to will will establish the boundaries. Um, You know, as the mentor, I think if you see something, then you should start down that road of talking about it. And some people will not want to talk about it. You know, if if it's something that they're doing that you think is harmful or headed down the wrong direction, they may say, not your business. And if that's the case, then you move on to the next thing. I mean, because it is, I mean, if you're telling somebody and they don't want to hear it, they're not going to use it anyway. So why keep mm-hmm. going down that path? So I think the person who's being mentored is the one who has to define those boundaries about what is and is not on the table for discussion. Well, we've we've covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. When it comes to mentoring tomorrow's leaders, if you're going to say one key thought or one key piece of advice, if you do nothing else, do this what would you say? It could be something we covered. It could be something we haven't touched on yet. What would you say to that? Set the example in everything you do every day. You know, when I ran my Army ROTC program, and and even before that, when I led soldiers and people before, but especially when I was helping to develop young men and women into their initial leadership position, I always used to tell people, my number one job is to every day make every one of those young men and women want to be like me show them how a leader walks, how they talk, how they act, how they interact with people, how they communicate, all those things that are so important as a leader, you got to set that example so so that they understand. Yeah, that's what right looks like. Now, we all make mistakes. Yeah, you know, nobody's perfect even though I keep trying to convince my wife that I am she not. <laughs> You'd think after 36 years I could convince her, but no. Uh <laughs> But we're, we all make mistakes. I mean, that's that's what, so I got it. Nobody's perfect, but you should try to be that perfect example every day. That should be your goal. Excellent. Now, if someone wants to find you, where's the best place to go online? Yeah, so I have a website, um, www.ltcoakmacullough.com. And on there, it's got my cell phone number. It's got my email. It's got all my social media on there. I'm on LinkedIn. That's the one I use most often for my social media, but I'm also on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those. So you can always find me there. There's not too many Oakland McCulloughs out there. I think if you type that name, <laughs> you'll find me. Um, and then, uh, and, and absolutely. I, I love connecting with people, even if there's no hope of either one of us help, ever helping each other down the road. That's okay. I, I like I might still be able to learn something from you and you might learn something from me. So I, I very rarely, if I can, if I can get it in the schedule, I, I will connect with anybody. And what's the spelling of your last name? Just in case someone wants to search it. Yeah. yeah it's M C C U L L O C H. Just like the chainsaw. I don't get any of that money, but it's spelled <laughs> just like the chainsaw. Thank you for the time. This has been excellent. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, well, thanks for having me, Mark. I've, I've enjoyed it and uh, would love anytime you want me to come back, more than welcome to ask. Sounds good. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Climbing Podcast. If you'd like to hear from a lot more experts, the Idea Climbing book is now available at ideaclimbingbook.com. You can also hear more podcasts at ideaclimbing.com. Hope to see you in one of those two venues. Have a great one.